I haven't told this story to anyone in a very long time. I can't even say how much time has passed since the last time I told this story. In fact, I'm not sure why someone wants to hear about it today after so long, but I'll tell it. The year was 1926. I was a wealthy businessman in the Santa Fe area who made a fortune buying old buildings and turning them into general stores and marketplaces. In 1926, well, I owned well over 20% of Santa Fe's commercial establishments. Needless to say, I was thriving. I was not yet one of the richest men in America, but... But I was well on my way to becoming one of the famous top 1%. I was also pretty smart about my purchases, never buying something I felt wouldn't give back tenfold what I had to invest. That's why when gifts like Huntington Place went for sale, I could not resist bidding on it. The location alone would make it an excellent spot for a mega center. I could see it already. A towering building with over 50 to 70 stores, and I, of course, making big bucks by renting to several business owners. Of course, I wasn't the only one interested in Huntington Place, but in the end, it's the highest bidder that wins. I bought it for about 200000 and already put in motion my plan to destroy the old building and turn it into a mall. Unfortunately, because of certain restrictions, the city refused the project. That 200000 made a dent in my budget. By that, I mean I couldn't buy another boat or afford the summer house and had to sell it. The kids were disappointed. But I told them I would make up for it by telling them we would go to the beach as often as we could. And it took about seven months before I took possession of the buildings of Huntington Place. But by then, I wasn't really in it anymore. I felt like I made a pretty big mistake by buying this place since I couldn't turn it into my vision. I was usually smart about my purchases, but Huntington Place with a sour taste in my mouth. The city council said I could turn it into anything, but I couldn't add floors because it would block the view. I guess my only choice was to turn it into another store and hope that it would bring back my investment in less than five years. It was doubtful, but it was better than just throwing away the entire investment. My plans to turn this place into a mall were foiled, however. Anybody who wants a bid on the building probably wouldn't buy it at the price I spent. In any case, I decided to visit the building myself to see its potential. The building in itself was still in good condition, so there wasn't much to do in terms of repairs. I could probably rent it almost as is, either a big general store or divide it into two and have two smaller rents there. I just needed to study the neighborhood a little to determine which solution would be the most profitable for me. However, I had no idea that this visit would change the course of my life entirely. You see, it was simple. I found a radio 
Well, I mean, I discovered later that it was a radio. But it looked nothing like the one I had at home. I was intrigued, so I brought it back home to discover later what I had seen as a device like this one. I loved listening to jazz nights, and my radio was about ready to kick the bucket. I had it since 1914, and I was due for a change. I went to work in my home office and brought the weird device with me. I left it on my desk as I looked over city plans again and again. And then, I heard it. Just a few notes, just a, just a hint of a voice. I looked at the grandfather's clock in the corner and realized it was getting late. I looked at the device, curious, but decided to leave it for the next day. It was either my imagination or my radio turned on for a second. I was pretty sure it came from the device though, and I was excited to figure out how this radio worked. The next evening though, as I was working on my commercial strategy, the device had another episode. This time, I couldn't deny where that sound came from or blame my aging radio. For maybe a half a second, I heard a woman's voice and music I'd never heard before. It completely disrupted my work and forced me to pay attention to this new device. I took the time to clean it all from the antenna to the space behind what I assumed to be the volume and channel wheels. And then I turned it on. The first thing I heard was a scratchy noise. The sound you hear when there's no signal. I started turning the channel wheel until I heard a singing voice. And I swear to God, if you ask me today, I still couldn't tell you what kind of instruments that were playing. I'd never heard music like that before. It wasn't a guitar, it wasn't a saxophone, it did not resemble jazz in the least. And dare I say, this device and the music it played seemed utterly out of this world. If it weren't for the human voice singing in English, I would almost believe I found an alien contraption. I kept playing with the channel wheel, hoping to find another station but it didn't even seem to be able to get my favorite. Only the strange channel which played music I'd never heard, non-stop even. I also didn't think it was music from another country. Last I heard, radio waves didn't go so far. Oh, I'm not a professional and neither is my wife, but I needed to let her hear this. And I took the radio with me and brought it to the room. Honey, do you hear that strange music coming from this device? My wife raised her eyes from the magazine she was reading, then looked at the radio I was holding. She then asked me why I was bringing trash into our room, and I swear the atmosphere couldn't have gotten any colder. I asked her again if she heard the music, and she stared at me weirdly before telling me it was late. She needed sleep. She advised me I get some sleep too, as I have had a busy day. I remembered about the meetings I had set up and 
brought back the device to my office, disappointed. Couldn't she have at least acknowledged the music? Or maybe she heard it at the mall. I admit I haven't been there in a while. Perhaps this music is new to me, but isn't new at all. I can always try to breach the subject with my friends during a billiards game. I'm supposed to meet them in the evening after I'm done with my meetings. My wife's lack of excitement is disappointing. But it's not an endgame. That's what I thought as I turned the sound off and went back to my room for sleep. Unfortunately, even after my meeting going flawless, I couldn't stop thinking about the radio I found. I went back home and started listening to its tunes, wondering what this music was called. It was full of rhythm I'd never heard before. There were sounds I could never identify in my life, as they sounded like nothing I'd heard. I didn't even have a word for it at the time. It sounded electric, uh, static even. Not everyone had electricity, though it was more common in the city. Some people still swore by their gaslights, but I was rich enough to afford a house with electricity. I'd say maybe 50% of Santa Fe used electricity, but again, I digress. I only wanted to explain the sound. It felt like it was electric. I didn't hate it either, though the lyrics the singers sometimes uttered were utterly vulgar. They sang about women and some particular regions of their anatomy and how men like them, thick and soft. Even with the vulgar lyrics, the beat, well, it made me want to dance. And jazz sometimes made me want to grab my wife and dance in the kitchen. Well, these songs, these, made me want to pin her to the wall and feel like we were twenty and feverishly in love still. When I went to play billiards with my friends, I brought the device with me. I didn't leave it at home out of fear my wife would throw it out. She did say it was trash. She did call it trash on the previous night, and I didn't want to come back to it being dismantled. The music was, how do I say, captivating. Yeah, I think that's the word. The more I listened to it, the more I felt like I discovered a device from the future. How and why I found it in my abandoned building was beyond me. But I was also beyond myself with this discovery. If it wasn't alien, then it had to be from the future. English didn't change much, though there were still some words I didn't recognize. I was in a good mood all evening, but it took another win at billiards for my friends to finally ask what put me in a good mood leading them to my Rolls Royce. I opened up the passenger seat and showed them my device. All of them looked at it curiously, but none of them seemed enthused. Wait until you hear it, I told them, proud and puffing my chest like a peacock displaying its feathers. I turned it on and played with the volume wheel until a strange song came again. I could hear the man talking very fast over a compelling rhythm. I'd never heard anyone sing or talk so fast. 
I looked back at my friends and the expression they had on their faces was indescribable. That's it, one of them replied and I paled for a second. It was the second time in two days that my ego was being poked at. Was I the only one who heard this new music? And how come everyone was aware of it and not me? Where did it play that I didn't hear it before? I know I'm partial to my jazz station, but there had to be some limits. Malls and grocery stores played music, and I never heard of this kind of music before. Needless to say, my ego deflated just as fast. My friends started laughing, both at me and my device, and I could not say a word. I was so offended I only bid them goodnight, got into my car, and left to go back home where I could listen to my music in peace. I locked myself in my office and for the next 24 hours, I only got out to wash, eat, and drink. Well, you call me dramatic, but I felt humiliated. So, I did the only thing that made me happy lately, and sat in my office listening to these futuristic songs that only me thought were futuristic. I spent the next two weeks working on the new building's project and locking myself up in my home office. Then, I stopped working. I stayed home while the project continued without me. I focused my life entirely on this radio. My wife eventually couldn't stand it and asked me if I wanted to go to church. It was Saturday evening. I didn't even know that because I'd lost track of time. I'd slept less than 20 hours in the past week, and every time my wife entered my home office, I yelled at her to shut the door because it affected the radio waves. She took the kids and went to live with her sister, and, well, it took me four days to notice. Anytime someone called me, visited me for the next month or so, I'd only talk about the radio, the music, the new songs, even humming them. Days and nights, every minute were spent thinking about this radio. I didn't realize before it was too late. My wife took control of my finances and business with the help of our family's lawyer. I lost custody of my kids. Not that I cared about it back then, because I could only think about one thing. I lost my money and I eventually had to leave the house because I couldn't pay for it anymore. And my life just took a sharp turn for the worst when I picked up my radio and got into my car. I had just gotten evicted, and I was not in the best mental state. I turned on the radio and focused only on that as I was driving. And I crashed into another car, but had the reflexes to protect the radio with my life. I was thrown into a prison cell and lost everything, my radio included. I begged the guards to let me have it, let me keep it, to let me have my device as it was the only thing I wanted in my life. They all looked at me with the same weird gaze, but, but I knew. I knew they kept it out the back or worse. 
They've given it to the government to analyze what years in the future was from. And I wailed and I screamed for a couple of days, but they put me into isolation. And there, I lived the worst 20 days of my life. I spent 20 days in the dark and padded room. No music, no sounds. The only sound being the trap on the floor when they pushed in some food on a tray. And I just wanted to see it and hear it one last time. That was all I was asking. When they got me out after 20 days, well, I felt like a shell of myself. They sent someone to talk to me, and they had a box with them. I didn't want to get excited thinking they would let me have my radio back, because after 20 days in the dark and in isolation, I did not believe in anything. I could still hear the tunes in the back of my mind. But it wasn't the same without the device. <laughs> well, I remember his smile. You see, the man smelled like fresh cologne, his hair neatly combed. He also had a manicure. His nails were polished and cleaned. I was like that too, well, at some point. He introduced himself as Dr. Garrett, but I didn't want to listen. I hesitantly asked him about the context of the box, and his smile didn't falter. He could probably see the need in my eyes. It should have been as parent as a red nose on a clown. He asked me if I was ready, and then... He opened the box, and there it laid, looking like trash. Just a hunk of metal with strange-looking knobs. It looked exactly like how I remembered it, but somehow, well, somehow my brain didn't process it the same way. I asked if I could touch it, and the doctor said I could. Nothing came out of it. I wanted to scream that this wasn't mine, but I could see my initials on the bottom right. I used the key to scratch it in. And I turned the knobs again, remembering them to be volume and channel wheels, but nothing happened. And I lost everything because of that piece of junk. And I'm starting to doubt myself. And this is why I refuse to leave this place. No one can force me. And now, I have no idea what happened with that cursed device. You're going to have to ask them. And I hope that you're satisfied with that story. Because I don't know what fat bottom girls are. But I love the sound of the beat.